Saunders, do you know what's in the box? I, uh, I can't remember. You in there? You, Doctor. Open the box. I don't think that would be very wise. Open it. Are you mad? We don't know what's in it. Open it and find out. It could be very dangerous. Open it! Or I'll have you shot! Don't think could kill us! Unfortunately, so good him. Welcome to Two Guys, a Girl, and a Podcast. We're talking about Doctor Who. We're going to be girlless today, and we're talking about the classic Doctor Who episode, Kinda. I am Ken. Jeff. And uh, before we get into this episode, which is a Peter Davison episode with a bunch of companions that aired in 1982, we'll just talk a little bit about other things that we've been watching um, before we get into this. Anything on your mind? Well, we should be far off now to talk about the Spider-Man movie, which everyone's saying it's the greatest MCU movie. I was like, well, it's good. I think it'll be my top five. I don't know if it's the, the greatest. I kind of like, kind of, kind of partial to the Avengers ones, but or the first Captain America because I, out of you know nostalgia, but I thought it was pretty cool how they interwined twenty years of the th- of the three different Spider-Man franchises by bringing them all together, fixing errors and bringing in the, the villains and from, all, from the more or less from all the movies. And it, it was, it was pretty good. The only thing I really, really didn't like is that everybody forgot who Peter Parker was when I wish they did just made it. So they didn't know that Peter Parker was Spider-Man, but that MJ and Ned still knew who Peter Parker was. Mm-hmm. That was, I was like, they did that in the comic. I didn't like it. And I still didn't like, don't like it in the movie. And I was just like, why didn't they just have people forget that Peter Parker was Spider-Man and he could still have his friends and and stuff like that. But other than that, I thought it was a very solid movie and a good way for the MCU to end 2021 on. And I'm definitely looking forward to that Doctor Strange movie now. Well, I mean, there's a lot of things about this movie. I think it, it it makes a lot of other things from the Spider-Man franchise better. It, it gives um, um, Willem Dafoe some really good moments where he's able to act without the stupid helmet on, which was dumb. They got rid of it early on. Um, you know, all of a sudden, Andrew Garfield, who was not necessarily one of the better Spider-Man, is now super popular and there's a rumor going around that he may come back and do some more Spider-Man for Sony. His, That'd be nice. His thing. Um, he was fantastic in it and they kind of fixed things, you know, and kind of brought things together and was able to develop their characters much more. So that's good writing and that sort of, you know, even, even um, Electro and, and things like that were all better in this Yes, it was um, better because it wasn't. I'm glad they didn't bring that stupid rhino because that was totally not what the rhino is in the comics or that Russian guy in this big freaking armor suit. But yeah. I liked how they rehashed these. I mean, they gave Dr. Octopus more personality. Or, yeah, he was. You, you forget that before he was a good person and then they, they fixed the chip and he became a good person again and actually helped. The spider, the three spider guys at the end, and it, it was the message was, you know, 
you know, you had the other two had already lost their Uncle Ben, or this, or the MCU one just lost Dot May, and so they knew what they're going through, and so when Tobey Maguire stopped the MCU Spider-Man, I can't remember his freaking name, but the actor's name, to, from taking the glider and killing the goblin, uh, the Green Goblin with it was very powerful because he'd already gone through that. He knew what that Spider-Man was going through, and it was like a you know very powerful scene where you just like you know Spider-Man doesn't kill Spider-Man, you know, mm-hmm. boom. Well, I mean, we could talk about this forever. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I have. There are a couple of inconsistencies that kind of bring this down for me a little bit. I, I still think it's fantastic, but I don't want to get into it now because, you know, we'll go on and on and on. So, yeah, um, I but, actually, yeah, it's so all finish up by saying, yeah, I would love to see if they can finish the Andrew Garfield story with the third movie because mm-hmm. it was kind of leading to something and we never got that finality. Yeah. So. Are, are, are they, they going to forget themselves, though? I mean, I don't know. But anyways. No, they got sent back. Yeah, but. <laughs> I don't think uh, they'd be part of the. the no, I, the spell was for the. Uh... But but don't forget now. So he had his stuff at the end. He had a box of his stuff. He he has a li- he, he would have a license with his name on it, and he would still be able to. He would be able to prove t- to people that he still existed. Um, because the stuff didn't disappear, the things didn't. He would still be. He would have been in the yearbook, and wouldn't he show MJ and go, "Look, I'm in the yearbook. I'm right next to you in the yearbook." And she would be like, "Oh yeah, how did I forget you or something?" So the stuff didn't disappear. Because uh, she still had the necklace. Where did she get the necklace from? Did she get it from Spider-Man? No. Yeah, you're right. The stuff didn't. But they forgot that. You know, that. Uh... But where did she like like um, the 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 M- MIT woman? Who was she talking to on the bridge? Was she talking to Spider Man? I mean, she just changed her mind and and, and admitted them to. Uh, any I don't know. Maybe the fourth Tom Holland Spider Man movie. We'll all forget about the. I mean, that's inconsistencies, but I mean. Well, it's a soft reboot, which is cool because now he's back to where he was for basic Spider Man. He's and probably he going to join yeah. the the Daily Bugle, and he's probably going to be, you know, hopefully fighting alongside um, Daredevil against the Kingpin or something like that. But anyways. Well, I was so glad at the end that they finally got rid of the damn stupid super suit. I yeah. never – in these Tom Holland movies, I never liked the super suit. Mm-hmm. I, that was my one of my biggest gripes of these his three movies so far was yep. this Tom Holland Spider-Man has like a super suit. I'm like, no, no, go back to the basics. It's just so it's like the Sonic Screwdriver saves the day and everything. No, I don't like the super suits. <laughs> okay, so. so let's um let's not talk about that anymore. Yeah, let's not talk about that anymore. <laughs> uh, Kinda, let's get into what we, we're gonna. I'm gonna have to put in the thing about a spoiler about that and put it that we talk about a little bit well by the time this is coming out it's like well I mean, yeah but yeah. it's not going to be on disney plus by then i don't think so maybe some oh yeah 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 it's true and the blu-ray ha- well, might or might not be out yeah but anyway okay so kinda is um <clears throat> interesting episode um third serial of the 19th season from first to nine of february of 82 
Uh, it's written by Eric Sayward or Christopher mm. Bailey, and a script editor was Eric Sayward. Right. Directed by Peter Grimwald, Wade, uh, John Ethan Turner producing. <clears throat> um, yeah. Peter Howell did the incidental music. Yeah. What'd you think of this one? Well, it's the obviously the mental health one before all this mental health became through the floor. So Doctor Who was kind of like ahead of its time again. I've always liked it, mm-hmm. but now I, I don't know. It's it's a strange one because it deals with the brain, the mental illness, and then you got the Kinda, who's in occupies mostly Tegan's brain because uh, let's see, Hannah or Panna says that you can't only be near those crystals with a shared mind and an unshared mind. You're not supposed to be because it's dangerous, in which we find out. Why? Because Tegan gets possessed by the Mara. And so I always, I mean, it's in a good season. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's got with Urshak and all that and Fort of Doomsday, but I always, fans don't like this one, do they? Or that much. Well, I I read something about that and I was surprised because I didn't realize that it wasn't well-received initially. Maybe it's gained a little bit of traction. Um, There was a book that came out, um, and I don't. I wrote it down somewhere here. I don't see it. There was a book writ- written about the making of Kinda, or the uh, not the making of uh, the unfolding text. Oh, I have that. Yeah, and it was about the the themes of this episode. And um, I'm I'm going to say this. I'm going to say you know how we have all these classic movies and stuff that are like really well made. They may not be your favorite, but they are considered the best made films and you agree with them you say well i thought you know you know it's very possible that god the godfather movie series is very excellent i've never seen it so i'm not going to sit there and say it sucked because i haven't seen it but i'm going to say right now that the kinda is probably the best made doctor who episode ever and that includes the new series maybe the new series has some really good ones um but i thought and it's one of my favorites for a while, I think it was my favorite. But again, it's up against Earthshock. It's up against a lot of other classics. And there's some new who that um, <clears throat> are excellent as well. Not recently. No, not recently. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is an incredible episode. The first thing they do is they get rid of one of the companions. They have too many companions, so they get rid of one of them. Right out of the gate. Get rid of Nissa. Too many companions. You know, you, they're never going to make this mistake again and have three companions, right? No, of course they're not. They're gonna <laughs> no, they'll never mistake. do that. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait a minute. <clears throat> the editing, first off, the acting is fantastic. It's way over the top. The guy who plays Hindle is ridiculous, um, but it, it is fan- he's fantastic in it. Every line of dialogue, the whole, every time there's a scene, Peter Davison's expression when he's talking and he's sitting there going, the trees, the trees. He, Peter Davison is like, oh, my God, you know, just horrified by this guy who's just lost it. And he's in power and, you know, power and, he, he, and he's mental. It's just ridiculous. And it's just so – and it's an underlying part of this whole story that just adds a, a massive amount of humor and terror at the same time. 
because of the situation. Um, but the editing is back and forth, right? Especially the first couple of episodes. Um, you know, we see Tegan in the dream state and she sees, and then someone says something that cuts right to something else. And now we have another scene that goes for maybe 10 or 20 seconds and then it cuts to something else. So it was amazing editing, especially later on. It slows down a little bit toward the end, but um, the cinematography with the dream-like state is amazing. The sound design, the music, everything comes together perfectly in this <laughs> in this story. Hmm. Um, and that's just my opinion on it. Uh, uh, little stuff. The, the dialogue is amazing. Um, at one point, they're eating. Uh, the doctor and Adric are eating, and the doctor switch, switches the dishes because yeah, Adric is eating everything. And and Hindle sees it. Yeah, and they go, "How come you're not eating?" And he's like, "Well, I wasn't that hungry." But it just was very subtle how it was done. Um, it, it just very surreal, that, like the whole dream state where the two people are playing chess. Is there an explanation for it? They said they're they're the Mara and they're just playing chess. They're playing a game with Tegan and they try to you know they're they're tempting Tegan or whatever, um, so that Mara can get out of wherever he's trapped in. Um, what's her name? The the woman in it is um, oh Todd. Yeah, she has good. Um, she has very is, good chemistry with Peter Davison. Yeah. It's confusing because there's a Richard Todd in the cast, and then she's, you know, Todd. Right. Um, and I thought all the acting was really good. We have Mary Morris, who uh, is familiar to uh, the Prisoner fans. She was number two. She was a number two at one point. Um, I don't know, you know, our, and, and, you know, we'll mention this in the background. There was, um, what's his name? <laughs> One of the kids was played by oh Johnny Lee Miller who Johnny Lee M Miller from Elementary Elementary who played Sherlock Holmes in Elementary. Was one he of the actually, kids. I wonder if he gets if he does conventions or sightings or whatever. How many how many uh, people go up to him and says Hey, do you remember your time on Doctor Who? Mm, maybe. And I'm sure he doesn't because he was like what yeah. four or five years old or something like that. Maybe yeah. So, um, at one point. The uh, the doctor has an apple and he says uh, an apple a day keeps the oh never mind you know and just uh um I I, I don't I'm trying to read, read all my lines Mr Hindle's lines are fantastic throughout um you know you can't mend people and yeah that was like. The, the famous line from it, especially when the guy goes, oh, you know, a little glue, a little tape, because you can't mend people. And then yeah, he, he, he actually gets mended at the end when the, the box opens yeah. up and he gets, well, cured. Well, for lack of a better word. Yeah, I mean, or he gets, yeah, he gets cured from uh, his madness. Um, all the cliffhangers in this episode, this story are fantastic. Um, they're one of the best cliffhangers ever, you know. Um, Even Ma Matthew Waterhouse wasn't that bad in this one. Adric was, yeah. you know, playing devil's advocate. He says, well, maybe if I befriend him, I can help us escape, you know, and 
stuff like that mm-hmm. and playing along. So I, I, I thought, well, with the exception of Adric being his typical, you know, prick at the end with Tegan, then she Mike drops him's like, oh, like when you were operating that machine. <laughs> well, and that's the machine. The TSS is controlled by the mind. Um, you know, Tegan is sleeping uh, underneath this thing, you know, and enters that dream state. There's a lot of things about the mind. The the, the box um, cleanses people's the male mind can't handle it, and you know, unless you're an idiot, you know, like she the um, the old woman says. Are you an idiot, doctor? You, well, I, I guess I must be. Okay, idiot. Quiet, idiot. Um, again, with Eris and um, Pana, I mean, the whole cast do a really, really good job. Um, who's the, the woman? Uh, um, Karuna. Karuna, yeah. Um, the trickster, the, the guy, uh, he's really creepy, you know. Is this another trick? Well, I guess it is. And even Janet Fielding is probably her best acting in the show is as the Mara. She comes out and she's boo, you know, and, and laughing and and just, you know, again, act, overacting to the to the nth degree. But it works really well in this. Uh, I thought the sets were really good. The forest sets, they're inside the forest, so it's not as impressive but it's okay but the snake <laughs> okay well the, the snake Did you is... ever i know the snake you know 1981 they, they filmed it in 81 and it came out in 82 or whatever but did you ever watch on uh, the dvd where they redid the effect of the snake yes yeah and, that... and i didn't watch the re- remade effect recently i just watched the the, re- the regular effect i didn't think the real the new effect was that good i mean they no. used cg i guess or whatever um if it was a different color i think it would have looked a little bit better it's obviously some sort of blow up rubber you know plastic thing but at least they tried and um <clears throat> I, I thought the effect was better than than in Snake Dance, but I I, I um I I didn't you know Doctor Who is made up of bad special effects generally, so I didn't I didn't put that uh, I didn't hold that against them. Um, <clears throat> does it take away from it? Maybe a little bit. We're gonna you know we're gonna kill them with fire and acid, acid and fire. Yeah, it's just um. Just everything about it, you know. Let's banish them to the trees. No, no the trees have no mercy. Yeah. Oh, I was forgetting. <laughs> Just <laughs> the whole dealing with him and everything was, you know, Adric's trying to play along with him and stuff. And it's just, you know, opening the box was was another cliffhanger scene. And Or when they were going, when she opened up the portal and they walked through the cave door and it was something different. And then she ended up dying, and then her my uh, her essence or mind, whatever, or all her memories goes into the the uh, the Kana. Yeah, that was kind of neat. Those were all pretty good effects because they're like looking at the future and they have the clock ticking mm-hmm. and the hourglass, and like it's ticking down to the end of the world. It's the end of everything. Yeah. 
So. Yeah, it was. Um, and even at the end, there's. I, I thought the music and everything was so perfect. And even at the end, when when they're you know, put the mirrors around, and Tegan goes, "Well, it's gone now, right, Doctor? Right?" And he never answers her. <laughs> and uh, you know, they were leading up to a sequel. And uh, I don't think we necessarily knew that at the time, or maybe we did. Cause but obviously, it. well, they did, because obviously it was commissioned before. So. Yeah. And I actually, like, saw how the Mara possibly escaped, because there's that one part where the mirrors are open, and Tegan is just, like, staring, and the doctor comes over, Tegan, you know, wake up. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, others were as well, but she definitely seemed to be mesmerized by it. Yeah, because um, she, uh. Obviously, she. The guy who plays uh, the trickster, his name is Lee Lee Corn Cornes. He was paranoia in the Red Dwarf episode. Confidence and paranoia. Just an interesting side bit. So I am. Um, if someone told me that Kinda was the best Doctor Who episode, I would I would argue with them. I think this is just you know it's a little. There's a little bit, it's not as cut and dry as a lot of Doctor episodes. It's not, um, oh, there's bad guys, let's kill them. You know, it, it's something different. It's, it's of the mind. There's so many things. It's well written, well edited. Yes, it is. Everything it just fits perfectly in this. And toward the end, it maybe falls apart a little bit. It may be not as strong. I'm, I, but I was surprised when I read that people didn't, it wasn't, it was considered one of the worst Doctor episodes. I, and part of me can't believe that, but part of me kind of does because Doctor fans a lot of times don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> and I yes. usually, I, it seems like I disagree with Doctor fans more than I agree with them. You know, you know, but, but I mean, they say Talon's Wayne Jane is excellent and I think it's excellent. So yeah, I do agree with them, but they had, um, you know, there's nothing in it that really, you know, Peter Davison's excellent. You said that Matthew Waterhouse didn't suck in it. Janet Fielding's fantastic. <clears throat> um, you know, it just has the opportunity to act and not as a complaining companion. But And she's a good, I, I like her as a companion, but this just shows off her acting. And maybe the, the younger girl, Karuna, not necessarily as as good of acting. Toward the end, there was a little bit of kind of what's going on type of thing. But um, but yeah, I, I absolutely love this episode. I'm glad I, I was able to watch it again after quite a while of not watching it. Um, and the follow-up to it is horrible. Snake, snake Dance isn't that good. No, it's it, it's not good. I it's not bad like in a uh, guilty pleasure type way. Mm. Yeah, we'll get to that. I mean, it's a stupid costume that that guy wears in Snake Dance kind of rings it down one star. It's like the worst costume ever made, Doctor Who. <laughs> um, for Snake Dance, but yeah, this this is um this is one of my favorite episodes, and and it's. It's a John Nathan Turner episode. Say what you want to say about him. He really brought a quality to the show. I'm a big fan of Warrior's Gate 
and Warriors Gate has a lot of that same type of weird imagery and stuff. And I love episodes like that. I don't necessarily expect Doctor Who to have episodes like this all the time, but this one delved into that. And it, it, you're, you're right, it's a good season. Um, well, I didn't, you know, it's an okay season. It has some really good episodes in it, but it has some bad ones too. Um, I don't think visitation was really was okay. Yeah, we all know that. Yeah, it was not bad. Uh, Castrovall was was good. Fort of Doomsday was good. Black Orca was good. Urshock was good. Time Flight sucked. So yeah, <laughs> I think Kenda is the best of, out of all these. But Urshock is one of my favorites as well. So um, those are the, the pinnacle of those and. Uh, and this got was getting pretty good ratings, nines and eights. Um, the show was generally up in the nines and eights and tens. Urshock reached ten. Uh, Castrovalvo was in the tens, so that was normal for that at that time. And that would be it. It would start to dwindle after that. It was the next season. I don't know if it moved time slots, but it went down to sevens and sixes. And it never really recovered, it looks like. That was the last time that the show reached, unless the new series ever reached 10. I don't, I don't That's interesting so. to know. I, I, I should spend more time studying the ratings because I'm a big fan of... Ratings are so kind of important, but... Time yeah, Flight Episode 1 is the last 10. And I don't know if, if it ever reached 10 again because I know I don't. the new series was getting 8s and maybe hit a 9, but I don't think it, unless 5 Doctors or something gets a 10. Maybe. No, it doesn't. Well, once you get into Sebastian McCoy and Colin Baker, there are 5s. So. Um, so, yeah, that's the last of the double digit that I can see here anyways. Time Flight, episode one, was the last ten. Wow. But maybe that was it. Maybe after people saw Time Flight, they said, I'm done with Doctor Who, and they dropped it. But Anyways, um, yeah, I think this is an amazing episode. Um, yeah, it is. It's, it's one, of the, one of the better ones. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't get the the love that most of the others get. So, yeah, and I can you know, I I can discuss Doctor Who episodes with any fan, and this one would be one that I would I would support. Um, I you know, if someone said, "Oh boy, I'm not a big fan of Stones of Blood" or something, I would say, "Well, okay, I'm not going to argue with you about that one," you know, or you know. If someone thought Howard's and Iman was one of the best, I could probably argue and say, well, maybe not. But this one, I, I have more personal attachment to and would, would argue it more. More so maybe within Earthshock, because I think Earthshock, if someone says they didn't like Earthshock, I say, well, I thought Earthshock was fantastic. But, you know, I, I think this is the one that people look at it and they go, oh, this is bad because we don't know what's going on and the acting. You know, I think if Julie had watched this, she probably would have bashed the acting, but I thought that was one of the strong points of this episode. 
I mean, when I think about Doctor Who, I you know, you can't mend people and uh, just the, the the way he acts. I mean, that actor, um, whatever his name is, it's it's way over the top, Simon Rouse. But it is just, and all of them are great. The guy who plays Sander, Sanders is just kind of like, you know, he has a big smile on his face, and he's been, you know taken over by the box and is all calmed down and stuff and I think everyone's the acting is fantastic in this and it's a perfect storm I think I have a bunch of things together yeah so but okay anything else about this one no I think that's more or less it okay thanks for listening